So it's back. And yeah, we are going to be like scouring the four corners of the internet for every possible cover we can find of that track. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, though, you know, I feel safe. Um, and I feel safe because I know that the House Majority Leader has my back. Um, I know that she would have personally challenged all of the honorless rebirth dogs to single combat and defeated um, defeated them permanently. What, what many what, <laughs> what many people who don't have faith in our Lord and Savior Nancy Pelosi? What they don't know is that she has the capacity to go Super Saiyan. She's hid this for many years, but if if they mm-hmm. have. But if, you know, those J6ers had come for her, she would have gone Super Saiyan. She would have just channeled, like, whole paycheck through her entire body and just, you know, lit up like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it comes with coming from some old, like, back-east, bare-knuckle, Italian-American political family. <laughs> Ah, god damn it. So. And it totally transcends any possible, you know, limitations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel safer already. Just, just ignore that, like, she's, like, 75% of the way to rotting on the throne, like, Strom Thurmond. Just ignore that. <laughs> She totally has Super Saiyan mm-hmm. capability. Yeah. I mean, after all, that's a class ability you get when you're very high level. Um, and the more demented you are, the more powerful it is. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, this, you know what? Fuck it, here's the clip. Well, I'm pretty tough. I'm a street fighter. They would have had a battle on their hands. Fuck. Like, would we lie to you about something <laughs> like this? Something this funny? <laughs> would we ever do such disservice to comedy as to misinform you about something like, you know, Pelosi calling out all the J6ers. Yeah. Yeah. She called them up for a trial of refusal and defeated them all in single combat. And if you believe this, um, I have a derivatives product on Binance that you can uh, buy a fraction of the Brooklyn Bridge with. And I, I have a, I have a Substack <laughs> account that I think that you should subscribe to where I give you just the the best uh, stock tips on uh, Beanie Babies and Bitcoin and uh, whatever other, you know, magical creature that the financial fuckers can marshal out of the you know, horse stables. Yeah. 
And if you send, you know, ninety nine ninety five to the following PayPal account, you too will receive this handcrafted DVD telling you how you too can get rich by being a day well, trader. I, I promise you, I can make you exactly as rich as your social security number. But in order to do that, I need your social security number. <laughs> It's really simple. Yeah. Ah, so, welcome to Chop Shop Economics. Ah, we read this shit so you don't have to. <laughs> I'm Miss Silver. Um, with me today is. It's me, HQ! <laughs> ah. Yeah, so the gang's all mostly here. And today we live in the danger zone. So it's it's time we finally talked about it. We've been threatening to do this episode for months and now now we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. So, um if you haven't heard one of these before, um what is a Danger Zone special? Why do we do this? Well, I part of it comes out of that we kind of did the doomsday ones about the election. Yeah. Even though we are mostly an economic and business podcast. Because we actually believe in this thing called political economy, which says... The economy and the government are not spherical cows trundling endlessly through time and space with little regard for, you know, anything else in existence. Yeah. First imagine a frictionless cow in a vacuum. It's that has been propelled by the perfect billiards player. Mm-hmm. And the, this real you can really look this up. This is in like <laughs> economics textbooks. Yeah. So, um, as for like why we would think that you know everything is in trouble, like you know, I mean, we did do one of these before. Um, you know, immediately after like all that J six shit went down, but. It's time to update our feces. Um, and there's something we kick around here and on the Discord that we call, you know, the collapse thesis or the material collapse thesis now. And it's like, so why do we call it that? It's, well, investment types tend to call any reason like why you should buy this stock or invest in Bitcoin or sell everything because everything is on fire. They all call it a thesis, a reason why you should do this or not do this. And so we have a collapse thesis, which is why we don't give investment advice because we don't think the system is going to last. Um, among our reasons, we're not qualified to give investment advice. But even if we were, it would be irresponsible for us to give any because we don't think. Yeah. 
like the only sound advice at this point is first bank of your mattress or local credit union that literally only lends to mom and pop. Yes. So like if we were to give legally actionable investment advice. Oh yeah, definitely. So I would also include a spread of Irish fertilizer company. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so basically there hasn't been a lot of movement on the whole terrorism front. Everything is slowly starting to ratchet up in the background, but that's not even what we're really concerned about, right? Right at this moment. It's still something to keep an eye on, and we're not going to downplay it here, but this time around, we've got to talk about the elephant in the room. <sighs> Supply chains. We talk about them a lot, and we just bear with us. We gotta discuss this some more. We gotta run the shin to the ground. God's don't know nobody else is doing it. So, Ira, you wanna? Yeah. Ira, you wanna jump in? The... <laughs> so the short version at this point is anyone who's been following this podcast for a minute and especially if you're throwing in for the patreon knows we cover like supply chains as its own segment on every weekly episode and that's because this shit's really important to economics if you can't get beanie babies from point a to seller at point b then it doesn't matter if you have a contract to sell to seller at point b if you cannot deliver the goods from point a mm -hmm. like i don't care what wall street bullshit you're smoking that still holds true until somebody figures out how to do like safe matter teleportation or some bullshit like that. Yeah. Intraplanetary wormholes, things like that. Like, um, an item has to be moved from point A to point B at some point. There is no such thing as this bullshit that they keep promoting about a quote unquote frictionless Look. supply chain. All it I'm saying exist. is that if we return to before the Big Bang, when we were just all in one singularity, we wouldn't have to worry about this supply chain nonsense. That's very true. <laughs> yep. But, uh... Everything is but, local you know. to everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I when I was younger, I like whenever I heard people talk about like corn futures, it always just kind of bored me. It didn't seem interesting. Now it makes me scream. And this is not because corn futures is the latest anarchist metal band. <laughs> it's uh so yes. that would be a good band name <laughs> it would be uh it's because corn uh, futures are shooting towards the moon. And this is not shooting towards the moon in any sort and of good way. This is to torture the metaphor here. Uh, what's being shot towards the moon will explode the moon, and then the debris of the moon will drop on Earth, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. This is, like, the, like, the big thing with corn futures is these are the contracts that are used to guarantee the shipment of corn and if you know the most critical food stuff commodity on the planet per volume and consumption is 
getting more expensive to guarantee delivery of mm-hmm. that means everything gets more expensive and part of that is because it is now more expensive to move stuff there are a lot of disruptions that have hit the frictionless supply chain since covid that have introduced costs that are not supposed to be there like just straight up not supposed to be there we're talking peter pan bullshit here as far as what the assumptions are around this frictionless neoliberal paradise. Like, I mean, it comes down to like multiple reasons. Like, I mean, one of like the big ones that I would have, we'd be dealing with, even if we didn't have like, uh, Nurgle, the plague father wrecking havoc on the entire world right now. Um, like, but the big one, even if, if it wasn't for Nurgle, I would be dealing with is that like, with like climate change is like, uh, the weather in a lot of the United States in terms of like rain has just gotten drier and drier and drier and drier. And you have to keep in mind that a lot of like farmers rely on enough rain and more importantly, it being predictable. Like there, ha- there have been certain events where there's been a lot of rain or a lot of snow or whatever, but like, I mean, take what happened in Texas when just the, like, when the infrastructure there shot the bed, well, shot the bed, is, like, if you, when you have instability, when you have, like, a lack of stability like that, it makes, like, agriculture something that fundamentally requires stability in order to keep the prices low incredibly problematic. And this is, and we'll get into that a lot more later, but that's, you know, part of what's happening here is we have a climate situation that's throwing further wrenches into an economic situation that's was never supposed to happen in the first place. And, you know, this is all coming to a head right now as we're in a point where politically shit is kind of a mess in dc yeah and the political situation still that has been introduced since j6 still is unresolved also at this point um we would be remiss to point out that we may have an inflation problem which is for me that's a very weird thing to say that we might actually be experiencing inflation again because for so long our base assumption has been that like at any minute we'll end up in a you know deflationary hell spiral but here we are it's yeah um the price for a lot of commodities is going up because of this supply chain um fuckery so, you know, commodities go up. Um, this puts price pressure on everything. Rents are starting to go up again. We're starting to see inflation again in real terms. And pretty drastic inflation. Which means that $1,400 that Biden chucked your way is going to be worth a lot less. Yeah. 
So I hope you spent it already. So. <laughs> because it's probably going to be yeah. worth about as much as the um, Chuck E. Cheese token. Yeah. It's. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Let, let's start with the whole unresolved J shit. Um, okay. Um, we should probably... Sorry, J6. Yeah, but before we do that, um, Patreon plug. Um, well, there's already a Patreon special, so... Well, Thank you for contributing. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not already contributing, um, it's, well, five bucks patreon.com slash chop shop economics uh we do these specials every so often we do movie things we release episodes a little earlier all sorts of stuff but you gotta pay your five bucks that's the rules um if you've already paid um you get to listen to the rest of this episode so with that said let's let's get into it (laughs) 